celebrating when the skin is up and then just like helping them through like holding hands with them when the skin is kind of going through the roller coaster of everything so Hey, welcome back to the Spring to Life podcast. I'm Caitlin, your host, hormone health coach, fertility awareness educator, Pilates instructor, and creator of the Spring to Life method. I'm here to empower women to love their cycles, balance their hormones, and live cyclically. I am very excited for this week's episode. We have Lauren McKinney, the founder of Soul Skin Studio. She is a holistic esthetician, but I'll let her get into all of that. Uh, But I will say that Lauren was really instrumental in the beginning of my hormone health and healing journey. As I have shared about in the past, I really struggled with hormonal cystic acne all over my chin and jawline, and it was really damaging to my self-confidence and my mental health. And she really helped me to kind of uplift myself out of that situation, heal my skin, and get better practices in place. So this is just a wealth of information when it comes to holistic skincare. So I'm just going to let you dive into the show. As we begin our conversation, I will ask you just to open up whatever app that you're listening to the podcast in and make sure you're following the Spring to Life podcast so you get new episodes downloaded into your library every week. All right. Welcome, Lauren, to the Spring to Life podcast. I'm so excited to have you on, which is actually our second recording, but I don't, our first recording is lost to the ether. I don't know what happened to it. Um, but I think this is going to be a great conversation. So I would love for you to give a little introduction, a little background on you and what you do. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Um, so yeah, I'm a holistic esthetician and the owner of soul skin studio in Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, it is an all organic natural spa that is apothecary style. So um, I use the brand Botnia that is really customizable for um, skincare, which is amazing. And I've had a really good relationship with them for uh, quite a few years. So I was so happy to be using them in my spa currently, which is about to turn two, which is exciting. Um, and yeah, I kind of got into skincare and esthetician work through my own hormonal journey, through cystic acne and um, changes in birth control. And I felt like I just wanted to help people with the struggle that I went through and healing my skin, which took a a lot longer than I expected it to. Um, But I really wanted to just be there for the people that are going through that and help them along the way and kind of educate them like I went through. Um, so it was, it was a really awesome choice in my journey and I'm, I'm just like loving it and owning my own studio, which has been amazing. So, um, yeah, that's kind of my background. I also have a health coaching certificate from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition is where I kind of started my health um, passion a few years before I became an esthetician. So it all kind of comes full circle, but that's kind of why I bring the holistic aspect into my skincare world, which is so important because everything is connected and everything from the environment to what you put in your body to what you eat, the water that you're drinking is all affected. Um, by the skin and the skin is affected by it. So yeah, that's kind of my journey from the beginning. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, uh, you having the background first of dealing with your own hormonal acne journey, and then also the health coaching background really sets you apart as an esthetician. Um, just, because I know personally from working with you and we met in San Diego, I had worked with facialists previously and I was um, pretty religious about going to get a monthly facial because my skin was so bad, the same hormonal cystic acne. And 
it was only taking me so far. Um, and honestly, I know when I started working with you, my skin was, it was pretty bad. It like, I, I just had like hit this plateau of like, nothing was helping any further and having a practitioner that one had been through it and two had the holistic knowledge of not just like what products you should be putting on your skin, but what other like lifestyle factors you should be, um, adjusting in order to help your skin was so helpful. And I know you were one of the first people that kind of, uh, was like, well, if you want to get off hormonal birth control, that's, what's gonna, you know, really help take your skin to the next level of healing. And also you should take a probiotic before you stop taking your birth control. And it was really, it really helped me to like put the pieces together, um, and feel confident with my skin. Um, so do you still work with um, a lot of women that are going through that kind of transition period with their skin? Yes. I remember working with you. And when I first met you, I was like, oh, this is going to be so fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, yeah, I feel like certain people I know, I'm like, okay, this is going to help so much. So sometimes the stubborn hormonal stuff is deep seated. So it's, it's definitely a little bit trickier, but I knew that we, we were going to help your skin, like really change. So that was super fun. And it was so fun to see your journey going through that. Um, and to help you with that, which was so awesome. But, um, yes, I see so many people with hormonal skin issues, mostly I assume because I post a lot about it and, um, I share my own journey with hormonal, you know, acne and all of that stuff. But um, I know other estheticians who they're like, oh, do you get a lot of acne clients? I'm like, yeah, a lot. Like people really want to know education and like what they should be doing. And they're like, oh, I don't really get that much. So I do feel like it is because of my sharing about it and like experience going through it. I think a lot of other estheticians sometimes just have like perfect skin. (laughs) (laughs) Quote perfect skin. But um, I think it really, really helps to have someone who has experience with it, especially with the emotional aspect of it and just being like a cheerleader and kind of going along the journey with them and just like celebrating when the skin is up and then just like helping them through like holding hands with them when the skin is kind of going through the roller coaster of everything. So I feel like it's been really helpful. And, and also for me, just knowing like how it feels to have cystic acne and blackheads and the roller coaster ride, like I said, so yes, I have a lot of clients and they're still coming to me, which is amazing. And it's so fun to like celebrate all of that stuff with them. So yeah, I feel like you really helped me with the mindset piece. So this is something that I share a lot just on my platform is that one of my main goals when I started working on my health and my hormones was to be able to feel confident without any makeup on because I've never been a big like makeup person. Like I used to wear it for shows a lot, but I always felt when I did have blemishes and I was putting makeup on, it was almost like highlighting the fact that I had acne and so it just like felt like I could not get away from it either way. Like it was either like amplifying it with the makeup or like you just have these angry red blemishes on your face. And it was so hard um, for me to feel confident. I remember like hiding behind like my hair, if there was a picture or like moving my body so that I could kind of like hide my face a little bit. And I do remember coming to see you and really getting some skin positivity because I even felt embarrassed to be showing you my skin because it just felt like so shameful. And it was so, you know, it was also painful, like it's not comfortable to have that on your skin. So um, what are maybe some tips or ways that you help clients to feel confident, like in every stage of their journey with that? Yes. Oh my gosh. You should hear how many clients I have saying like, oh no, like, I'm so embarrassed to come in and like show you my skin. Like, I am the number one person like you should not be embarrassed for <laughs> to show because I totally get it. And like, I see this stuff all the time. So, and it's always so important to just remember that like having abnormalities or flaws, if you will, 
on the skin is normal. And that's like just a part of being human and part of aging and just like going through life. Um, so the goal of like perfect skin is never what I'm kind of achieving or wanting my clients to feel, of course, I want them to feel confident and comfortable and like feel really good in their skin, of course. But, um, the perfection is not really what I would say is my end goal. Um, it's just really helping the skin to be kind of functioning properly. Um, yeah, like you said, like feeling really good without makeup on, which is my goal. It's like, that's the goal for sure. <laughs> when you just feel so confident when in your, you know, in your normal skin. So um, I would say some tips. I guess let's also just go back to that really quick. Um, that's kind of also why I named my studio Soul Skin Studio because – it's the, the whole journey in like facials and what a lot of people are going through is way more than just skin deep. So of course it has the, the confidence piece. And then, you know, the, I mean, the downside of, of really having a lot of acne is like the depression and the antisocialness. And that's just huge for like mental health too. So I really wanted to emphasize that I treat the soul first kind of, and then like the skin is just like a vehicle to feeling good. I, I think so. Mm. That's definitely a big part of where my business is at. And like, that's kind of a, a little motto of mine, but yeah, some tips I would say just, I don't know, just like trying out no make like makeup free night or like going out with friends without makeup it's it definitely can feel overwhelming or scary to do that sometimes if you're not used to it but it definitely is is really confident I always think of men <laughs> and I go back to men because they don't put anything on their skin usually um they don't put makeup on and they're just themselves and they're confident in what they're doing and they go out they don't even I mean my husband has a shaved head so like he doesn't <laughs> even do anything hair wise so I just think about that and I'm like okay well I don't have to do that either you know so that's something that is a good practice that I've been trying to do just a little bit more like I actually um went to put on a little bit of tinted face cream today for my <laughs> for the podcast and I was like I didn't really need to do that because I'm, I'm having a few blemishes myself, but um, yeah, it's like just, I think even just acknowledging and like realizing the social norm of, of it all. It's like, mm -hmm. we have to have like the smooth, even skin tone and like the bronzer or the blush and then the eyes. And it's like, you have that naturally. So it's just that makeup is an enhancement of course. And it's really fun to, to play around with. So I'm not hating on makeup, but I think it's really a good practice to try and go out and do things without makeup on and just feel really good in your skin. And then using some really good um, quality skincare products like Botnia or um, other organic products that you like. Um, I know you love Beauty Counter, which is awesome. Um, and just really hydrating the skin <laughs> always feels super good. So that is definitely a big tip for product wise. Um, I always just say when in doubt, like overhydrate because it just feels better than being dry. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, just like realizing that your, your skin is in a cycle. Of, it's like a life cycle. It's like never going to be one way, you know? So it's, yeah, it could be awesome today, but like, you could wake up with a blemish tomorrow and like it, every day is going to be different. So that's a huge thing to just keep in mind. Um, and like I get blemishes still and like hormonal breakouts and whiteheads and blackheads and like lines and that's all normal. So it's just, that's a really good thing to keep in mind. 
I love that. Yeah. It's constantly changing, constantly evolving. Um, and as you were speaking too, I was thinking about how much like social media and filters probably also have to play into like the comparison that we have where it's like, oh my gosh, I can't go out looking like this because I've got all this texture. I've got this red spot or whatever. Um, but in reality, everybody does. Yes. Oh my gosh. The filters drive me insane. (laughs) Every single time I see a filter, I'm like, I liked it better before. (laughs) Right. So the before and after, I just always, I'm like, ah, the before was like so unique and beautiful, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, it just kills me. But yes, social media is is kind of a killer in that way. So I really try to be authentic on social media and I don't use filters um, for my skin. And I usually just post like what my skin is doing right now. Um, but I also feel like that way about everyone's like, oh, well, she looks perfect. I'm like, you always have to remember like a lot of people get work done mm-hmm. <laughs> and like fillers and all that stuff, which is, if you want to do that, totally fine. You can go for it. But um, it's just good to remember that like natural skin is always going to have something like, I want to, I don't want to say flaws, but yeah, it's always going to have texture, lines, pigmentation. But um, yeah, I feel like all, a lot of the perfection that we're seeing on on the media is usually not always real. <laughs> yeah, so we that, are deceived yeah. even when we don't really know that we're being, when it's not so obvious, yes. you know, that mm-hmm. there are things, yeah. you know, that maybe we like, couldn't control. <laughs> Exactly. Even like the jawlines these days, people are getting their like chins done. I'm like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah. I've seen some recent like celebrity before and afters and like the, it's called buckle fat removal, right? Like to make like the face like so Mm -hmm. angular and the chin and things like, you know, maybe it's okay for this moment, but then like, how's your face going to age? You know, it's like, exactly. you're going to have to do something else. You're always chasing. Yes. I always think too, it's like, once you start, it's really hard to stop. So if you want to do that, I always recommend like fillers or Botox or whatever. Um, I usually recommend waiting until you actually have stuff going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A lot of my like mid to younger twenties are like, should I get Botox? I'm like, I would just wait until <laughs> like 30s at least. I don't mm-hmm. know. But- that's just personal preference. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. As someone who like when I started to see um, the wrinkles in my forehead, like maybe mid 20s, mm-hmm. like from raising my eyebrows from being expressive, I like mm-hmm. started to freak out a little bit. And so I was yeah. like, I had friends that were doing Botox. So I was like, maybe I should start doing Botox. And I yeah. made an appointment and I went in and I literally asked for like, the smallest amount that they could like inject. And I think the Mm -hmm. nurse practitioner was like, this isn't even doing anything, you know, it's like such a small amount, but I remember feeling so strange about it and like, so self-conscious about having gotten it done and I haven't gotten to do it since then. And I feel like, especially even working with you, I've got this kind of natural Mm -hmm. toolkit of things that are, you know, maybe not equivalent of Botox, but Mm -hmm. they do a, a, pretty damn good job of keeping your skin exactly. looking useful. Um, yes. Washa being one of my favorite. Uh, yes. Washa is amazing. There's even like frownies, there's face taping, there's um, facial cupping. There's so many good things that you can supplement. If you're like interested in trying, I always recommend trying the natural ways first. And then, then if you're really wanting to do it then go for it like it's totally up to you but yeah I I totally get the it's it's also a little bit of peer pressure I think too if your friends mm-hmm. are like doing it, you're like should I be doing it it's almost yeah. like it's actually similar to birth control I think because when I started birth control I think I just 
started it because I thought I should be on it because everyone was on it. <laughs> yeah, I started my skin started to like break out in my early 20s. And I wasn't mm-hmm. on birth control yet. And I was like, well, I know that that's like one of the things so, like I might as well just like, you know, mm-hmm. knock out two birds with one stone and go get this prescription. Exactly. Because yeah, that's what everybody that's, does. That's so true. It's like, I did the same thing. I was like, I think I have like, really bad acne, which is probably just normal hormonal acne. I can't even remember now. But um, yeah, I did the exact same thing. I was like, I'm gonna do this because it's supposed to help and and everyone's just on it. So yeah, everybody's on this pharmaceutical drug. (laughs) Yeah, might as well. (laughs) Um, Well, back to like that struggle with acne. What are maybe I can think of mistakes that I was making in an effort to make things better. What are some of the biggest mistakes you see people making when they start to come to you for help with their skin? Yeah. So I see, I think the number one thing that I see is overexfoliation. Um, especially if they're really not, um, if they're getting educated by social media mm-hmm. for like skincare, which is, um, that is, I guess it's a number one <laughs> thing on its own. Um, don't always trust what people are saying on TikTok or like Instagram about um, what you should be doing because everyone's skin is different. So I always recommend getting professional, um, just getting a professional advice about what you should be doing for your skin um and yes the over exfoliation for sure is an issue so that one I usually see people exfoliating every day um and or if not like every day a couple times a week which is totally fine depending on your skin but over exfoliation can lead to a lot of um damaging of this the skin's barrier so that's um number one, and then you really don't need that much exfoliation. So I always recommend for my clients to exfoliate about like one to two times a week. Um, And I actually prefer instead of using a scrub, I actually prefer um, some sort of enzyme or a really light blend of acids because it's typically a little bit more gentle than a scrub. Scrubs Mm -hmm. um, sometimes can, they don't go as deep number one, which is good, but they really aren't doing a whole lot. And if you have um, extremely sensitive skin or some acne, it can actually cause more damage than, than what we want. So um, definitely over exfoliation is what I'm seeing a lot in my clients. And then stripping the barrier um, with cleansers, which is um, something that I I just wish everyone could use an oil cleanser, (laughs) (laughs) which I know that we got you on when you started with your skin journey. And it really was such a game changer, which is amazing. Um, Yeah, I'm obsessed with oil cleansing. And I think that it's a really good kind of um, avenue for training the skin barrier, or I guess training the person to like care for the skin barrier. Because um, it really conditions this conditions the skin and overall kind of helps to control the oil oil production and sebum production of the skin. So, um, yeah, I would definitely say people are sometimes using really stripping cleansers, and um, we really want to hydrate and nourish the skin. So. I love to add an oil cleanser, especially when the um, moisture barrier is compromised from those things. And, and you can also do like other cleanses along with that. So if you wanted to do another cleanser after the oil cleanser, it's always um, better to kind of put that um, kind of layer on with the oil cleanser and then you can add in another cleanser. But those are just a few definitely big things that I'm seeing in my clients and picking, Mm. picking is a bad one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Picking is, is a destruction. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's Um, so hard when you feel like you've got these like really obvious blemishes and you like 
can't stop touching yeah. it. I know I was guilty uh, of all of those offenses yeah. when I first I started seeing you. Um, yeah. Having flashbacks of like, I think it's like Ole Hendrickson has like a walnut scrub and they're like shards yeah. of glass in the scrub. Like it's so. The apricot uh, scrub. Yeah. So that was like back in high school. Yeah. It's so yeah. Uh, rough and like scraping your face. And when you, you know, once you get that education, you're like, oh, okay. So I'm actually like causing more inflammation and irritation in my skin when I'm trying to like mm -hmm. scrub these blemishes off. And it's like, okay oil cleansing changed my life. I will never not yeah. oil cleanse. And I think you brought up something interesting because I was always really oily. Mm -hmm. And so I would never have been like, Oh, let me get an oil cleanser. Like it feels like, yeah. you know, why would I add more, but it really helped to balance out the skin barrier, like you mentioned. And now I don't feel like my skin is as oily as it used mm -hmm. to be, but I still love oil cleansing because it just like keeps things harmonious. Exactly. Yes. I remember, um, you were definitely one of the clients that had a lot of congestion and just like black and stuff. Mm -hmm. And with that and with my clients now that I'm seeing um, who have just very congested skin, that very oily, just extra oil that you, your skin does not know what to do. with, so it's just clogging and clogging. Um, oil cleansing is amazing for that, especially with those people who feel like they are oily and they don't want to add oil or moisturize their skin because they're oily. It's, oh my gosh, it's like such a game changer to add an oil cleanser because yes, number one, you're conditioning the skin. So you're softening everything and that way more things are going to come out, especially mm -hmm. for facials. Um, I love when people are using them at home because it's so much easier for extractions. Um, and I use the oil cleanser during my facials. Um, and then, yeah, it's, it's basically balancing out the skin's barrier function. So, and the, the sebum production. So that just means like your skin doesn't overcompensate for being dry because you're not moisturizing. So usually what's happening is if you're stripping your skin with um, kind of a astringent or harsh cleanser and then you're not moisturizing or you're just using, you know, really drying products, mm -hmm. your skin's going to overcompensate with producing more oil. So your oily skin has become more oily. And then when you start using an oil cleanser, it helps to really, really balance that out. Like you said, harmonia, harm harmonize the skin um and and your oil production does it definitely like goes down if not um just balances out because you are adding in that oil and the hydration that your skin is craving and needs to just be at a normal functioning level so yeah it's it's amazing. I could talk about oil cleansing all day. <laughs> it really is a game changer. Like I'm so grateful for you for introducing that to me. Um, and to your point too, like before I started doing that, I, I didn't know much about skincare, but I would have like a moisturizer or something. And I would, I hated putting moisturizer on my face because mm -hmm. it would feel like it was so thick and just like sitting on top of my skin and uncomfortable. And I was like, I just don't get this whole skincare thing. Like oh, what's going yeah. on. And that like, number one quality, replacing things with quality products that weren't like yeah. greenwash or have toxic ingredients in them. Um, but then figuring out what types of products are best for your skin. And I know that's something, um, that you're pretty passionate about in your practice. Are you still, um, also doing virtual consultations? Yes, I am. Yes. So you can book a virtual consult on my website and it includes um, a $20 gift card to my shop also. So we can talk about all of the skin um, goals that you're wanting and how your skin's feeling and go through a bunch of lifestyle, things like the supplements you're taking, all that good stuff. And um, yeah, I'll give you my recommendations for what you should be using. Yeah, that's such an awesome um, service that you offer. Ooh. So anybody that's not in the Wilmington area, right? You're in Wilmington. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're not in that area, but you want to get some help with your product, uh, you know, lineup, I would definitely recommend getting in touch with Lauren because she's awesome about that. Mm -hmm.
Hey girl, if you've been listening this long, you probably understand that healing your hormonal cystic acne goes way deeper than just the products that we're putting on our skin. And those foundational habits are a huge part of my signature program, Get Saint. Get Synced is a six-month hybrid program of self-guided challenges and one-on-one access to me, your hormone health coach and fertility awareness educator. Within the first month, we'll build a foundation of healthy habits that will help bring your hormones into a baseline of health and address those pesky, quote-unquote, normal symptoms. In the second month, I'll help you transition smoothly off of hormonal birth control with little to no symptoms with a personalized protocol. And then to round out the experience, we'll spend the next couple months implementing cycle syncing practices and learning cycle charting so that you can confidently chart your fertile biomarkers in order to use your cycle as a form of contraception. Or if conceiving is your goal, you'll be able to conceive with ease. Throughout this whole experience, you'll have access to an on-demand Pilates library and me for any help and guidance along the way, as well as achieving your individual goals. I am reopening this program for enrollment later this month, October 2023. So if you are interested in being one of the first to enroll, just scroll down to the show notes and add yourself to the wait list. Um, something else that you, um, provided for my community in the past year was a masterclass on skin cycling, which is something that has been kind of like a buzzword on social media in the past, like year or two, I feel like, um, and the traditional context that I've seen it in is that you're cycling through like day to day your active products and your retinol and your exfoliator. So you mentioned that you only like your clients to exfoliate once or twice a week. I, you know, I know I hardly ever exfoliate anymore and my skin doesn't really (laughs) need it. Um, So I think we would both agree that the traditional skin cycling approach is a little bit aggressive with Mm -hmm. how many active products you're using. Um, But I love that you have a more, um, women's cycle friendly approach. And this is what your masterclass was about. So, um, could you kind of give the, the highlights, the bullet points of how to change your products throughout your menstrual cycle to keep your skin happy? Yes. Um, yeah, so I totally agree with the traditional skin cycling, you know, verbiage of, um, that method is, I think it's, it really just depends on the skin, to be honest. (laughs) It's, if you're struggling with a skin condition or acne or something like that, I just, I always recommend going to professional and just asking their advice on what you should be doing. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I would say the idea and the concept is, is a good one, but it's, it can definitely be a little bit too much in my opinion about um using the actives and the retinols and the exfoliation it's just yeah I think it's like a little bit too much in my opinion so I'm a simple girly and I always go back to the simple simple steps but yeah um but the menstrual cycle sinks cycling sinking (laughs) is um is really interesting. That was super fun to um, do that class with you. And I feel like it's, it's really interesting because sometimes I, I forget about all of that stuff and I'm just like going through my, you know, regular routine. And, and then uh, if you're seeing some, some acne or some things going on in your skin during certain times of, of your cycle, you can kind of can tell like, how your hormones are doing and if you're out of balance and all that stuff, which is super cool. So, um, yes, I always recommend. So when you are kind of on your, um, period, your skin is going to be much more sensitive. So I always recommend kind of like easing up on the exfoliation, um, easing up on the actives during that time and just really doing a lot of hydration and soothing um, ingredients like old golden seal, arnica, 
um, chamomile, all those good things because your skin's going to be a little bit more red and sensitive and angry, maybe even a little bit more like heat um, kind of temperature sensitive. So, mm-hmm. um, so I always recommend to just really be soothing and simple during that time. Um, and it can be tough because the pre-period is when, you know, usually you're seeing a lot of breakouts and, and that kind of stuff. So you, I feel like a lot of people generally want to use those products when they're seeing the breakouts. Um, but I always suggest just keeping it really simple, doing a, like a once a week exfoliation, but nothing too harsh. I would even say maybe like, maybe to not use like a retinol or anything during that time because mm-hmm. of the sensitivity. Um, and then after the period, your skin and your hormones are kind of um, obviously going up. So the, the estrogen, when you have your period is high um, and then the testosterone ramps up after the period. So when you're heading towards ovulation, um, your skin can become more oily and resilient. So it's kind of a good time to do all that like exfoliation and the actives, not like overuse of course, but um, yeah, just really uh, feeling good in your skin in that way of just like using those things that are not as um, I mean, basically less sensitive for your skin. So um yeah, I feel like it's really fascinating to to look at your skin when you are in your cycles. Like right now, I'm actually having some breakouts and stuff, but I'm ovulating. So I'm like, hmm, what's happening? <laughs> and that definitely is super interesting. And I know certain people have tendencies to their skin um, cycles. And, and some people are like, I break out like during my period or I break out like way before my period and mm-hmm. all that stuff stuff. So it's, it's kind of like a window into your hormones and how all that, um, balancing the hormones can be, um, super helpful in, in the skin health and, and all that good stuff like seed cycling. And I love seed cycling too. Um, so yeah, I would say, uh, the testosterone peak definitely helps with the skin's resiliency. And usually the skin is glowy and, and really hydrated and, and um, beautiful during the ovulation time. And then it, it kind of falls down after that again with the, the sensitivity and the, the breakout. So mm-hmm. it's good to um, be aware of that and then and just know like that's also normal because your hormones are changing. <laughs> yeah, totally. And it's it can be frustrating when you have like those glowy days during like your ovulatory phase. And especially if you're not like super tuned in to where you're at in your cycle be like, well, yesterday I'm like, my skin looks perfect. And then I wake up today and it's like really red or irritated or like maybe you even feel a little bit more bloated. And it's just like part of this wave that you're riding and it's always going to yes. come back around, but you have a really good point there that what's happening in your skin is a good just kind of window into your hormonal activity. So if you do notice breakouts at a certain time, you know, maybe there are like some diet adjustments, you can add more, you know, hydrating mm-hmm. fruits into your diet, things like that, that are really simple, yeah. but can make a big impact in what you're seeing in your skin. Mm-hmm. For sure. What? Let's see, I have a couple, I want to get to these audience questions before I forget. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you those. Um, and then I would love to know, like, maybe some of your current like wellness and skincare go tos. Um, yeah. So first question is, um, safflower oil as an ingredient good for your skin? Cause there's a lot of things about, um, you know, rancid oils that we don't want to keep in our kitchen, but is it good for topical on our skin? Yeah. Um, safflower oil, I would say I wouldn't necessarily reach for, uh, like something that is a pure safflower oil in, uh, in most cases, I go always super hard on jojoba oil. Mm-hmm. Um, jojoba is the skin's, um, it's similar to our own sebum. So it's super mm-hmm. harmonious for our skin. Um, so I always gravitate towards jojoba everything. And um, 
sometimes there is skincare that has uh, a blend of oil. So there's safflower oil in there. Um, and I don't think it's necessarily like bad. Um, I would honestly have to dive a little bit deeper into the ingredients for that and just like honing in on that one to speak really well to that one. But yeah, I wouldn't say it's like bad. I feel like I know a lot of the inflammatory oils are like also buzzy right now. Um, and they are not great for the skin, but topical and internal is very different too. So, Mm -hmm. um, I would say for a conditioning oil for the skin and hydration wise, I would say safflower is probably like totally fine if it's not like a pure safflower, you know? Yeah. I think that was, was like an ingredient in like a cleanser or a moisturizer oh, or something oh, yeah. like that. So it wasn't just okay. safflower oil. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I would definitely say that's fine. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Um, second question. I think this kind of, um, you were talking about testosterone. So I had somebody ask me about, um, chin breakouts specifically, which typically points to like higher androgens. Um, what are some things that you suggest when you see things like that? Yeah. So chin, um, breakouts, anything along the chin and jawline is going to be hormonal related. Um, so again, I would say it, I would ask that person what time of cycle they're seeing there more um breakouts and blackheads there if it's kind of constant I would definitely suggest starting uh probiotic as number one um Mm -hmm. that's for everyone I always say and then um maybe start seed cycling and looking into um you know testosterone balancing foods and activities that you could do um, I would say, yeah, seed cycling is great. And then there's also like hormonal supplements that you can do that are really good for balancing. Like, um, but yeah, I would say it, it would be interesting to see what's, what time of cycle that's happening. Mm-hmm. If it is testosterone related and, or if it's estrogen related, it could be either, but yeah, um, probiotic is amazing oil cleansing is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of salicylic acid might help, um, which is, you can find the natural version, which is willow bark. Um, so that would be helpful for breakouts slash congestion. So yeah, it's, it's super kind of, um, specific to what their skin is, but I feel mm-hmm. like that would be helpful. And botnia has a willow bark toner, don't they? Yes. Um, so the toner, it's just called toner, um, is a little bit of witch hazel. It has a little bit of, uh, willow bark in there, which is amazing. And it has a little bit of glycolic, which is really nice, but also super hydrating. So, um, it has hyaluronic acid and it's a really, really good one. Awesome. Um, last question is, uh, the little bumps that would tend to show up on the backs of the arms. Do you have any tips or advice for those? Yes, that is called keratosis pilaris. It is also nicknamed chicken skin. Um, and I always recommend, uh, a body cream with glycolic in it. Um, basically the only, way to remove that is exfoliation and usually with the skin on the body it's um it's thicker and tougher than Mm -hmm. the the face so you can do a little bit more exfoliation on the body and that basically is just um the skin cells are are producing too fast and they're Mm -hmm. just like piling up so Mm -hmm. um it's an overproduction of skin cells so Basically, yeah, the glycolic will really help. Even if you get, you could try like a glycolic toner or something, um, like swiping that on the back of the arms or wherever you have them and or just like a body cream with the glycolic in it. Um, Botnia actually has their body cream and you can customize it or I can customize it with um, glycolic in from my back bar, which is awesome. So that one I always recommend for people with um, keratosis pilaris. So book a consult and get a uh, personally curated body cream. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. that sounds perfect. 
Awesome. Well, thank you for answering those questions. I know um, the people that asked them are going to appreciate it so much. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would love to know now, maybe what are some skincare practices that you're loving? Maybe some techniques or products? Yeah. So hmm, trying to think, I feel like I've been kind of um, just coasting on my normal right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've been really busy, but, uh, and of course that's life. Um, But right now, I mean, okay. So I'll give you some of my like number ones that are like my hands down. Uh, Always getting morning sun. Morning sun is amazing. No sunscreen in the morning. Um, I love to get the vitamin D in the morning, which is so good. And the nature walks is is always good too. Um, and what else am I doing? I have been putting collagen in my coffee, which has been awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, and trying to do my greens powder that I've um, been doing. I feel like my skin is sometimes, um, sensitive and like gets inflamed when I'm dehydrated or something like that. So the greens, um, and anything green and like chlorophyll or something internal, um, Mm -hmm. even eating salads and stuff is so helpful for my skin because it's, it kind of, I'm a pitta in, um, Ayurveda. So I've got that fieriness inside and it comes out in my skin and my cheeks like a lot. So, um, anything green really soothes and calms that, which has been really good. Um, I've been doing some electrolytes too, which helps with hydration. Um, and then I have been loving the gentle cleanser from Botnia. Gentle cleanser is so hydrating and it's one of my favorite cleansers ever. Um, and the daily face cream is like, oh, it's a cloud on your face. So good. <laughs> Um, and then let me see what else I don't, I think that's it to be honest. Oh, and I've been really good lately about getting my monthly facial in, which has been like the number one thing for me. It's, it's just when you, you can't do it all. So it's just that extra skin love that you can give yourself that mm-hmm. is like with the physical touch and everything. It's just ah, so good. Yeah. Well, and it's also like when you are like the practitioner of something, like usually that's the thing that you need the most. And so it's probably such a treat for you to lay down on a table and have somebody take care of you. Exactly. Yes. I actually have a facial tonight and I'm very excited about it. Amazing. (laughs) Well, I think it speaks a lot to your brand of Soul Skin Studio that uh, more than half of your skincare techniques are not skincare they're just like things that you're doing in your life to make sure that your whole body is taken care of and then it shows through your skin I think that's one of the biggest mistakes I see or like hear people talking about now it's just like addressing skin only with products and you have to start from the inside Mm -hmm. out because there's only so far you can go I remember when I first got like a golden milk um like powder Mm -hmm. mix to make a golden milk tea and it's so turmeric is so powerful and I like still had blemishes, but the redness in my skin just so Mm -hmm. drastically reduced that it was like, uh, wow, this is so powerful. There's gotta be more to this. And so when you go down those rabbit holes, (laughs) you start to make, um, uh, big discoveries. Um, so I guess there's like kind of some overlap for you, which I love, but are there any Mm -hmm. other like wellness practices that you've really been into lately? Um, let's see. I have been on a running kick. So I've been running a lot. I'm actually training for a half marathon at the end of the year, which is exciting. I know I've never been a runner before this year. I was like, I'm going to be a runner. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, so wellness wise, I mean, I've just been really good about getting enough protein. Um, I mean, it's like all really simple things, but, uh, protein for sure. I've been using my massage gun, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, I get massages every six weeks, which is awesome. Super important. Um, it's like such a reset for my body. And then 
Um, the electrolytes has been really, really helpful. And just like, even just adding in a protein shake, like, and eating my meals, like in a timely manner and with mm-hmm. enough protein and enough food in general has just been like really good. <laughs> so, um, I feel like that's it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, you're taking care of yourself and it's, yeah. it's funny. Like once you really start to meet those basic needs, like mm-hmm. you, I feel like you're not grasping so much for like so many other external ways of making yourself feel better because you just yes. feel good as a baseline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. You're like, Oh, cool. Like I'm, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been awesome. And then, um, Oh, I had another one and I just forgot. It'll come to me. It'll come to you. <laughs> well, while you're thinking about that, can you tell the audience where they can find you, where they can connect with you, where they can possibly get a facial from you? Yes. Um, so I am located, my studio is Soul Skin Studio in Wilmington, North Carolina. And um, my website is soulskin-studio.com. Um, and you can book on there. You can book a virtual consultation and um, a facial if you're local. And um, I also have an online shop. So you can shop any products that you want. And it is um available for local pickup or shipping. So if you are in California or wherever you are, um, I can ship product to you. And yeah, I think that's it. And I'm on Instagram. My Instagram is Soulskin Studio. Yes. And she shares amazing uh, things on Instagram. If you are lucky enough to be in the Wilmington area, you will mm-hmm. not be disappointed by a facial from Lauren. We'll have all the links to your site and your shop. And uh, thanks for being here. This was so great to catch up with you, Lauren. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. Thank you so much. I love chatting with you and it was, it was so fun. Wow, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope you took notes because there were so many great pieces of advice when it comes to dealing with hormonal acne and just holistic skincare in general. If you want to dive deeper with Lauren and take advantage of a virtual consultation with her, the link is down in the show notes for you to book. And she has so generously offered a $10 off for your first virtual consult. All you have to do is mention spring to life. I imagine in the notes when you are booking that consultation. There's also a link to her shop. Lauren has a wonderfully curated shop of holistic skincare products that you can get shipped to you anywhere in the United States. And make sure you're following Lauren on Instagram. She's at Soul Skin Studio. Make sure you're following me at Spring to Life Method. And make sure you're following the Spring to Life podcast so that you can get new episodes right to your library every week. If you love this episode or if you resonated with it, please feel free to leave a five-star review, share it on social media, or share it with your girlfriends because everyone deserves to be empowered by their skin. And I will see you next week.